Hello, this is History Storytime with Sophie, age seven. That's me. And Ellie, age five. That's me. And our daddy. That's me. We like hearing about battles, dropping off heads, and kings and queens. I add in the funny bits. I add in the disgusting bits. And we tell a new story every week. So don't forget to subscribe. Firstly, we wanted to say hello to some of our patrons. Hello to Elspeth. She lives in Edinburgh. She is seven and liked her Henry VIII episode. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. Hello to David. He is nine and a bit. Hello to Caroline. She is six and lives in Philadelphia. That's in America. Last week we told the story of the young Napoleon Bonaparte. And we also had a special patrons episode telling all about his love for Josephine. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah. We left Napoleon as the conqueror of Italy. But he had even bigger ideas. I got an idea. He dreamed of conquering Egypt and then marching all the way to India. The French government agreed. Napoleon and his army set sail, but the powerful British fleet was in the way. Lord Nelson commanded it. He's got a statue in London, Nelson's column. But Napoleon sailed straight through the British fleet in the dark. Phew! The French landed in Egypt. This is my land. But Napoleon didn't just want to conquer Egypt. He brought with him scientists and historians. He wanted to learn about ancient Egypt as well as conquer it. Egypt was controlled by the powerful Mamelukes. They were fierce warriors on horseback. <laughs> At a massive battle under the pyramids, Napoleon's army defeated the Mamelukes. By the pyramids was the Sphinx. That's a massive statue with the head of a person and the body of a lion. Wow! Some people believe that Napoleon's cannibals knocked off the Sphinx's nose in the battle. Oh no! But most people believe that it had already fallen off. He spent his time discovering things about ancient Egypt. He made the most amazing discovery. Do you know what ancient Egyptian letters are called? They write in hieroglyphics. They are like pictures instead of letters. But the problem was we had forgotten how to read them. So no one knew what was written in ancient Egyptian letters or on the walls of the pyramids. However, Napoleon's army found a huge stone in a town called Rosetta. It had on it three paragraphs carved in three different languages ancient Greek, another old Egyptian language and hieroglyphics. Napoleon's scientists realised that three carvings said the same thing but in different languages. Because they knew what the ancient Greek meant, they could work out the other two languages. From this they could read all the hieroglyphics. That's good stuff. But then the British fleet arrived under Lord Nelson. Moving into position and destroyed the French fleet. Oh man! Napoleon was now trapped in Egypt! But Napoleon didn't want to hang around trapped in Egypt. He read a newspaper which told him that France was losing battles again. He left his own army behind 
and returned to France on a small ship. He abandoned his own army? Why, you dirty varmint! He got back to France to a hero's welcome. He was a winner, and France needed a winner. For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. He went straight to Paris. With the help of his army, he got rid of the French government. You are fired! And made himself ruler of France. From this day forward, I'm in charge. He immediately went to war. This time he crossed the Alps mountains with his army. Like Hannibal and his elephant. And crushed the Austrians again. But remember in our first episode we learned how France had been ruled by a king. People who supported the king were called royalists. They believed that if they could kill Napoleon the king would return. So Napoleon decided to make himself emperor. For the emperor! We learned about that in our patrons episode about Napoleon and Josephine. He thought that if he was emperor, those people who wanted a king would be happy. But also he could keep a lot of the good things about the revolution. He crowned himself Emperor Napoleon by sticking the crown on his own head. The crown is mine. Stuck it on his head? Did he use super glue? It just means he did it himself and crowned his wife Empress Josephine. Love that. Then Napoleon decided to rewrite all the laws of France. His laws were called the Code Napoleon and many of them are still used today. But the kings and queens of Europe were still not happy about Napoleon being in charge. You fiend! They thought he was just a peasant from Corsica. You have been weighed, you have been measured and you have been found wanting. Britain was still at war with Napoleon, so Napoleon prepared to invade. For two years his army waited by the English Channel for the French Navy to control the seas. They never did. Nelson defeated the French Navy at the Battle of Trafalgar. But in that time the French army trained hard. It got to be a brilliant army which was good at marching and fighting. But it's no use trying to invade Britain without a fleet of ships. So Napoleon left the Channel and marched inland to fight the Austrians and Russians. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to fight we go. First he marched super fast all around the Austrians. The Austrians were confused and surrounded without fighting. Then he attacked the Russians at the Battle of Austerlitz. The Russians fled the battle. It was winter and the Russians fled across the frozen lakes. Help! Napoleon orders his artillery to shoot at the frozen lakes. The ice broke and the Russians fell into the frozen waters and drowned. Next up was Prussia, which was part of Germany. We learned about the Prussian army in the War of Austrian Succession episode. It was very disciplined. But the army was old-fashioned. Napoleon destroyed it in two battles. The world couldn't believe that the mighty Prussians had been crushed. That's just unbelievable. Napoleon marched into Poland, chasing Prussia's allies, the Russians. 
in a bloody winter battle at the town of Eilau, Napoleon was halted. His soldiers marched into a snowstorm. His own artillery couldn't see properly and they shot his own soldiers. As the Russians advanced, Napoleon turned in desperation to his own cavalry. Are you going to let them destroy us? He cried. This ends now. Napoleon's cavalry charged through the snow and ice. They hacked through the entire Russian army. The battle was won, but there had been terrible losses on both sides. When spring came, Napoleon beat the Russians again. The Russians had had enough. They asked for peace. The Tsar of Russia met Napoleon on a raft in the river. At your service! They signed a peace treaty which made Napoleon master of Europe. It was 1807 and Napoleon seemed invincible. But there were some problems. All those countries didn't want to be ruled by Napoleon. He still hadn't defeated Britain. He and Josephine hadn't had a baby yet. She would be emperor after him. Also, he never seems to want to stop. It doesn't matter how much he wins, it's never enough for him. In our final Napoleon episode, we will see how all those things led to his downfall. If you like this episode, then we have a special episode about Napoleon and Josephine for our Patrons Club members. You can join on www.patreon.com forward slash history storytime. All the details are in the show notes. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Thank you.